superstar ever to play for the Boston Celtics. And with another apology to legendary NFL quarterback Tom Brady, Russell will always be the GOAT, not just of Boston, but of excellence and winning in American sports. The 11-time NBA champion who passed away over the weekend at the age of 88, was amongst the greatest ever to play the game of basketball. But his greatness was also measured by his achievements off the court. His tireless social justice activism reflecting America's post-war evolution away from Jim Crow, racial segregation, and as well as the struggle for civil rights and black power that transformed the country. We spend a lot of time arguing in, in barbershops and, and texting each other and on podcasts and at dinners and at bars and hanging out with the family or going on drives. We spend a lot of time discussing who the GOAT is. Is Jordan? Is it Magic? Is it Kareem? Is it the Cobster? Is it number eight Kobe or number 24 Kobe? Kobe's so great that he has two, he has two candidates for all-time greatness. Would it have been Shaq if he hadn't got fat and could make free throws? Will Chamberlain put up 100 points? But Bill Russell always looms over everyone because of his 11 rings. And it's hard to compare eras. I, I say that all the time. You know, the, the best ever, the, the Steph Curry, Steph Curry would have been great in the 50s and 60s. Michael Jordan would be great today. LeBron would have been great in any era. A lot of these guys, Larry Bird, if he was healthy, would be great in any era. But at the end of the day, he who has the most rings is going to have some level of scoreboard. Now, I don't think anyone thinks that Bill Russell is the best player to ever play. But he was NBA royalty. I mean, he was regal. When, when Bill Russell showed up, even the, even the Jordans of the world, the Magics of the world, they stood at attention. They stopped, and they looked at Bill Russell in awe. Bill Russell invented... The, the meme in the picture where you have all the rings on your fingers. He had more rings than fingers. But to me, what was more important and what makes Bill Russell so great is that we forget, especially young people, and people like myself that didn't have to go through real racism. If they are My generation and then the millennials and Gen Z, we complain about racism. And there's a lot of racism out there. There's a lot of institutionalized racism. We see what happens 
with police brutality. We saw the response by the far right to, to the Obama presidency. We've seen the Unite the Right rally. We've seen a whole bunch of, of things that, that are definitely racist. I work in corporate America. I've seen a lot of racism in corporate America. You, should, you wouldn't believe some of the letters that I've seen behind closed doors about I'm making a donation to your company for, for, for a program, for an internship program, but that money better not go to any African-Americans or Jews. And the terms African-Americans and Jews were not used. There are derogatory epithets that I cannot say on air and would not say in my personal life. But we didn't have to face Jim Crow. Right. I never grew up with with whites only water fountains. I was able to ride on a bus. I'm able to stay at a hotel. I'm able to sit wherever I want in a restaurant. Bill Russell and the people of that era, Will Chamberlain, they didn't have those opportunities. Imagine being Bill Russell being 6'10". Best player in the NBA or one of the best players in the NBA. Basically, your first 10 years in the league, I think they won nine out of 10 titles. You should be a god locally. You should have to walk with security. You should have the, the, the level of access that super mega stardom has. And imagine that and imagine going on a, on a road trip to the south and, and not being able to stay at a hotel with your white teammates. Or even ride with them. Or fly with them. Imagine all of the restrictions that Jim Crow, the atrocities of Jim Crow and segregation had. And then imagine being in Boston. Now, I'm not a person, LeBron was just talking about Boston uh, a week ago. He was saying that Boston, the, the fans of Boston are, are racist AF. There's been a lot of talk about, about Boston. Rather, it was Big Poppy and, and his relationship. People, people love him in Boston, but there are a lot of people that, that don't love him. Mo Vaughn, remember Mo Vaughn? Back in the day, Jim Rice. Things that, that people that played for the Red Sox or the Celtics have had to deal with. Jalen Rose has talked about this on, on, on Jalen and Jacoby. He talked about there, there, there is a there you're gonna hear racial slurs playing in Boston. Draymond brought it to 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 a head during the NBA finals. Now I don't know if someone dropped a racial slur on him. But Draymond was pretty was pretty open. So it's like you guys know what happens here in Boston. Now some of that's him. He's egging people on. He's trying to get an edge. Draymond wants you to drop racial slurs on on him. That's what he wants. Actually, he's one of those rare people like Dennis Rodman that he wants you to hate him. He wants you to throw stuff at him. He wants you to lose your cool because he feels like that's how he's going to be able to compete and to win. If he can get the crowd to go uh, eight bleep. And he can get the opposing team off kilter. Where we saw that Jason Tatum is not built for that. Jalen Brown, I think he is. But he wanted that drama. And then he wants to shield Steph from the drama. So I get that. But I know a lot of people that have had bad experiences in Boston that are racially based. I'm not from that area. I don't spend a lot of time in that area. I, I generally don't go anywhere where it gets really cold. So you're not going to see me around I-80, I-90, any of the interstates up in northeast I-95, past D.C. I'm probably not going north of there. 
Lanchay doesn't do cold weather. But I don't need to I don't need to chronicle the instances. You know, Adam Jones had a terrible experience. My my guy from the Baltimore Orioles back in the day, center fielder. You just hear stories. Reggie Jackson playing against whether whether you're playing against the Red the Red Sox at Fenway or playing against the Celtics at the Boston Garden, or you could be playing for the Red Sox or the Celtics and still get thrashed. So we know that the culture up there isn't isn't ideal. I, I can't I can't itemize every single thing. But Bill Russell playing in that era, being a civil rights activist, being open about civil rights and being open against Jim Crow, and being open against segregation, and being open about the climate in the United States of America during those turbulent times is much more important to me than than his eleven rings. And I think we forget that. I've never, you can't call me the N-word in corporate America and just walk out the room. And I can go to HR. Now, you can call me that when I leave the room if I don't hear it. But you can't call me that to my face because you got HR. You got, you got sensitivity training. People can be exposed on social media and stuff for being a racist Back then, man, it's just the if you imagine the 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 Jackie Robinsons of the world, the the Bill Russells of the world, the people that paved the way. Bill Russell was the first black coach. When it was widely viewed that that black people, Negroes at the time, did not have the mental capacity or dexterity to lead and coach. And he won championships as a player coach. He's a remarkable man. And like I said, he's one of the few people, the alpha males in that room, you see him at the 50th all-time celebration and then just recently at the 75th, the alpha males giggle and gush when when Bill Russell walks by or or later in his life was on a on a scooter. When Bill Russell's in the building, everybody turns and looks at him. You don't see Michael Jordan or LeBron said, man, I'm the GOAT. They all look at Bill Russell. It's like, man, that's Bill bleeping Russell. Paragon Seven Seven Studios. I spent many years as a quality healthcare executive focused on risk scores, clinical operations, and value based care contracts. I had the corner office, the nice house, the pool, and all of the perks corporate America offers. But in 2020, as the pandemic had us all on lockdown, I decided to open up Paragon 7 Studios as a full-service consulting firm focused on healthcare media. 
Our critically acclaimed daily HealthCast series features many of the brightest minds in the industry. Due to increased demand, we are actually expanding into executive production of short films and documentaries for our clients. Find us on LinkedIn or Instagram to talk about hourly rates. That's Paragon 7 Studios. I ain't snitching on nobody from Harlem, man. I give you a couple cats down in D.C. doing their thing, out of town doing their thing, but um, I'm not snitching on nobody in Harlem because when I come home, I'm still going to be the king. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. James Lewis. And what the pistol packing people say, you better obey. Just in the nick of time, I commit the perfect crime. Rip my heart out my chest and put it right into a rhyme. I don't feel pain because that's all in the mind. And what's mine is mine and yours is mine. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. I'm a bald head with a knife. I want your money or your life. So, 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 so. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Doug. Got a couple of bogeys on your six, Limo. They need customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual, so they only pay for what they need. What do you say we see what this bird can do? Woo! We are not getting you a helicopter. Looks like we're walking, kid. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. This is James Lewis, host of the Lance Day Radio Network. Many years ago, I started this show on YouTube in my downtown Seattle studio apartment. I was flat broke and had no cable or internet. Had to walk to the Starbucks roastery or Pike and Miner just to upload the show for my dozens of listeners. This is why it's so exciting to be back in Seattle on KIXI Kixie, 880 AM weekdays from 4 to 5 PM. We'll be talking sports, music, healthcare, and just a little bit of politics. I think of the 206 is my second home, and it's great to be back.